Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Mick, tell me, is there one moment in the 15 years you've been running special effects that everything has come together and kind of crystallized and shown you vividly why it is you do the work you do? Um, I've thought about this question and and the answer is no. <laughs> there isn't a single time there it's it's but there there are a lot of single times which are those moments when when uh, uh, when I think this is why I started the charity is is lot and those moments are, the moments are a lot of the people that we work with um, have had a lifetime quite often of not being able to do things that they're capable of doing, that they're, they're able to do, they want to do them, they're seeing their brother and sister do them, and they're seeing all their mates do it, but they're, they're unable to, to actually join in video mm. games. And basically, it's every... And, and a lot of people come to us like that, thinking, actually, a lot of them have actually got, you know, <laughs> they've given up all hope. Um, and, and it's that moment when... And, and so their self-image, basically, is of somebody who who says, I can't do this. Mm. That's their self-image, and it's been going on for years. And it's that moment when you actually get, you know, that for the first time, for the first time, they're actually able to play a game that they want to play. The first time, that moment, and you can see, you can see it on their face. It's the moment when it changes, that their self-image changes from, I can't do this, to I got this. It's that moment. Well, and, and it's just lovely to be there. And I, 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 I'm sure that that's the same, you know, same for all my colleagues as well. You know, it's oh. that moment, you know, I got this, I can do it. I mean, they'll always improve, they'll get better at the game, but it's like you, it's like you, you, you've helped them open the doors to this wonderful world of gaming, having just been looking in through the window for years and years yeah. and years. I can't think of a better reward for any work, uh, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to One to One, a podcast series where I find brilliant people from around the world of games to have a proper conversation with. I'm Bertie, for those people listening, a journalist at Eurogamer. And today on One to One, someone whose work has changed and is changing the way people play games. Their charity special effect helps people with physical disabilities find technological solutions to play games, basically. Uh, they modify controllers, they enable eye tracking, which we'll talk about uh, through groundbreaking software. Uh, they help design, I think, the Xbox adaptive controller, which came out in 2018 and was kind of a watershed moment in mainstream accessibility kind of acknowledgement in gaming um in short they you change lives um it's uh ceo and founder of uh, special effect dr mick donegan or dr mick or mick uh, welcome to the show <laughs> yeah thank you very much and as i say thanks very much for inviting me it's a real privilege i really appreciate it it's a genuine pleasure to have you here um we mentioned this before the call but i'll say it again um i've admired the work special effect does for years um, and i remember seeing you 
at countless EGX shows, um, particularly the Earl's Court ones in the kind of early noughties, manning that special effects stand for days on end, you know, trying to drive awareness. Um, and I imagine it's, well, not a thankless task because we talked about this at the <laughs> beginning, but um, am I right in thinking you were awarded an MBE at the beginning of the year? In, in oh, no, absolutely. In the, um, yeah, this summer. Yeah, that's absolutely. And, and just, you know, uh, as I say, I, I definitely took that as, well, what, what I'd hoped for when I first started the charity. And, that, and, and you know, I first started the charity and, and uh, I was doing it voluntarily for four years. I was doing two other jobs wow. <laughs> and, and, and going to it, you know, the, uh, expos and that sort of thing. I was sort of squeezing in somehow. So, so when you were at the expos, that was kind of all on your time. You weren't... Absolutely, ah, yeah, wow. yeah. And it was only when the charity got to a certain point that I, I, I jumped on board. Uh, uh, absolutely. Uh, um, do not have forgotten the question you just asked. <laughs> what was it like getting that MBE? What was that? Oh yeah, like? sorry. Yeah, don't. Uh, um, that basically, um, it, it, what, what, yeah, what it meant to me was sorry. I, what I'd been working with, just to go back a little bit before EGX, etc. I'd, I'd been, I'd worked with assistive technology to help. Um, young people to access their learning mm. uh, and their uh, communication if they can't speak. That's where I came from. That's the world I came from. Yeah. Um, and I'd been a deputy director of a, a charity which which did that work with you know young people, university, school. Um, uh, um, I've been that that for many years. And and basically what was happening was people were coming. You know, the young people themselves and their parents were saying, well, you know, that's great that you're helping them to access their learning. Great, you can give them uh, um, yeah, access to communication that they can't speak. But um, the, the, what can they do when they get home at half past three? How can they have <laughs> downtime? They've never played with their brother or sister, ever. And you're talking about, the, you know, the, the, you know what kids are like, the, you know, the siblings, they just want to, you know, sort of compete with each other yeah. and have a reason to communicate, like have a context within which they can communicate uh, and interact with each other uh, and, and to make friends as well. That, that, that's, and, and basically, I, at the time, that, the, the, the technology access to computers for learning and communication was actually, as far as I could see, a long way ahead, believe it or not, of of of, ga- of, of access to gaming, you know, oh, access okay. to you know to, to technology for you know for, for going to work and education was it wasn't that far ahead. It wasn't you know I hadn't got that far, uh, um, but it, it was further ahead than gaming. So basically, there was nowhere when people were saying coming along for assessment, saying you know can I you know. Can you help me you know, help him to play games? Actually, I you know I, I didn't have a clue. Nor did um, a, 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 were there any centres in the UK that I could say, oh yeah, go to these guys. They'll they'll give you an assessment because people with physical challenges, severe physical challenges, you it's not just a case of just grabbing something off a shelf and saying there you go. Oh, which yeah. game do you want to play? Here's the game. Or oh, here are a couple of switches. It's not that. It's it's highly specialised, and you need to be in my view to do it well. With com- people with complex physical challenges, you need to be a multi-professional team, therapists, people you know who've got background in, in education, uh, um, uh, and certainly technologists. So a team uh, who are working together to find the best, most comfortable uh, way of enabling that person to 
uh, um, use the, the, the play the game that they want to with the tools, you know, whether whatever kind of plug-in devices, the combination, right combination in the right place for them at that time. Because games are going to change, technology is going to change, etc., etc. Which is why we offer a lifelong service. I've gone slightly off piece there, but basically, that's, that's where that's it was because. I realised that um, you know that I, there's nowhere to send these young people to, but I also realised that as someone with a background in education, how absolutely crucial it is for a child to be able to play. That mm. I could go on and on and on about the benefits. There is not there's a, there's a reason for communicating on whatever level. There's the opportunity to compete. There's the opportunity to improve your cognitive skills, etc., etc., etc. And and and. There's nowhere for these young people to go. So basically, I, I just uh, I thought, well, I'll carry on doing my own job. Job I was doing two jobs at the time, uh, and and but I'll also, in my own time, start up this charity. And if if what uh, uh, um, we we achieve, if what we do, if what we discover uh, is of any interest or value, if it's perceived as being of any interest or value to either the games industry or gamers themselves then they'll want to support us and ultimately they may even want to collaborate with us, the, the developers, so that we can work together uh, uh, to make games more accessible for everybody. But in the, it, that was the idea. <laughs> it was just me checking myself at the deep end and giving it a go. And, and amazingly, that, that, and it, there was no business plan. There isn't, still isn't really. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but there was no business plan. It's just a case of do good stuff. To, stuff that you think is worthwhile share it as best you can by meeting up with people who are interested putting out video case studies when we got to that point and if people think there's a bit going to expos mm. if people think this is a value then they'll want to support it and and yeah. we, we'll survive special effect will survive uh, um, and lo and behold <laughs> this this idea that had no business plan of any note uh, uh, ended up, you know, actually having an opportunity to, to make a change, opportunity to help, you know, lots and lots of people. So basically, at that time, it was, you know, to, to start, a, a lot of people said, start a charity to help people play, you know, video games. But I thought video games were bad for you. So what you want to do is start a charity that's going to help people with disabilities do something that all the papers are telling us, you know, is, is, is you know, is, is the work of the devil. Which, we'll like, and I've got the headlines, you know, that were around at that time. So basically, what was lovely about, you know, the, getting back to the MBE, what was lovely was that I took it as an endorsement of video games and of what we were doing, what the charity was set up to do, to, to help people with disabilities play video games, that was acknowledged as being, you know, as something that is worthwhile. That, that's that's why that's why it meant something to me. Was that a kind of rare moment of reflection? It, it sounds like you're you're maybe quite busy and you don't have those those opportunities. <laughs> yes. No, no, I don't. In, in fact, this is a rare moment of reflection. Ah. So you have to excuse me, sort of talking to myself. For, uh, but but no, it's it's not often that you have that opportunity to think. Yeah, what has been this trajectory that that we've been going on? Because as I say, it's it's been it's just been sort of responding to needs and opportunities, uh, um, uh, uh, and and taking on more members to the team, as and when people are kind enough to fund, you know, to support our work by raising the funds for us. Yeah. So let's talk a bit. We'll come back to the kind of creation of the company and sort of how that formed. You've talked about it a bit there, but 
so I had um, someone called Vivek Gohill on um, the podcast who's done some incredible writing for Eurogamer, um, a lot of it about accessibility in games um, and, and sharing kind of his own um, personal journey. And what I understand is that special effect helped him, um, I think specifically, kind of modify a DualShock 4, the PlayStation 4 controller, um, and make it so it's a bit lighter and a bit easier to kind of push the, um, yeah. the thumbsticks around and press the buttons and things like that. Um, but so that's kind of one example of what special yeah. effect does. But as I, from what I understand, it's different from every person. So let's yes. kind of take a look at you know, what special effect does for a person, you know, how long is that process of talking to someone, how many conversations, you know, how much work is involved? And I suppose ultimately, how much does it cost? Yeah. What, there's not a typical case study, but if, you know, if there is, what kind of yeah. thing? One thing that I can say, no, absolutely. One thing I can say uh, is that um, is that no one is the same. If you think yeah. about all, well, there are thousands of different control devices. Uh, um, which will plug into devices like the adaptive control or loads of them um, uh, out there. There are loads of video games, as we know. There are loads of, of different disabilities and lots of ages and stages that people with ah, particular challenges go through. So you think of all those variables, they're all changing all the time, which is why with everyone we work with, we offer lifelong support. Okay. Uh, they can get back to us at any time, uh, uh, it, as and when their needs change. And in a nutshell, the, there are... I'll be quite. I'll be as quick as I can. But but it's in a way, there are three kinds of people that we work with. Some people are born with a with a, a disability. For example, they might have say cerebral palsy. A lot of people who we work with have cerebral palsy. They will change physically throughout their lives. Uh, um, sometimes you know their muscle movement gets stronger as they get get older. So there's more involuntary movement to deal with. Sometimes it, you know it, it goes the other way. You know they become more. Uh, uh, just on equal floppy as time goes by, they'll they'll change. And what? Uh, um, so so, but there are people who are born with a disability, but but uh, um, uh, 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 who we support. There are people who have had a sudden injury, so they've been absolutely fine, uh, and then a car crash or uh, uh, another you know surfing accident or whatever, and. We, uh, so they, they, they've been doing one thing at one moment and then all this, or a stroke, and then all of a sudden something's happened okay. and everything's changed. They still want a game. It's so important to them. Mm. Uh, uh, and so we help them as soon as we can to find a way. Now, and then the other, another kind of person uh, is uh, someone with a progressive condition. So they're, they're often, say, for example, a neurological, neurological condition where that might be... Um, muscular dystrophy or spinal muscular atrophy, uh, where um, motor neuron disease, where um, it, it might be that, that their muscles become weaker mm -hmm. and they'll change uh, um, uh, uh, over time. And what we try and do is to be there as their needs, strength changes, and as things need to be positioned in slightly different places, as um, as the joysticks uh, or, or, or game pads need to be slightly easier to control, we'll do our best to do those modifications mm. and uh, uh, right uh, right along the way if, uh, uh, for as long as we you know as long as they need us basically. So that, that, those are the three kinds of people we work with. So they're all changing <laughs> the devices they need change. You know, you could have one person who might start with gaze tracking 
for example, if they've had a, if they're in hospital, and then go through a phase where they might then go to head movement to be able to play their games, uh, and then uh, as their speech develops, as they get used to a ventilator and they're able to speak better, they might use a combination of head movement plus um, speech uh, to be able to come access a game. And then it might be that if there's uh, some recovery, uh, it might be upper body recovery, then we can introduce some switches either a position at the head or elbows or hands or whatever. So it, we're just on the ball there. And, and people do let us know uh, that, yeah, actually, I think I'm beginning to be able to move this, you know, move my hand now, or it's, it's, it's getting difficult for me to control this this game pad. You know, can you help? So basically we're there to, to help to tweak it often yeah. as people go through this or gaming journey throughout their, throughout their lives. Yeah. That sounds like a... A lot of variables uh, that you're working. How how long does it typically take to kind of work with someone and find? Um, I don't want yeah. not a solution, but a, a way yeah. for them to connect with yeah. the games a bit. Better. Yeah, it, 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 it's a really good question. I, you know, if you like, um, the, the the it's a case of going through these stages. So the the first time we see uh, we see someone, it might be that we we say, well, right at, at at this stage. I mean, in fact, interestingly. One colleague was telling me earlier this morning about uh, a, a, a chap, a mature, you know, fairly mature chap in his fifties who's had a stroke. Um, he wants to play. Uh, in fact, he wants to play a first-person shooter to start to start off with, and that's really difficult. If yeah. you've, you know, if you've got uh, you know move, move, movement uh, difficulties with movement uh, and reflexes, you know, and and so so what we're doing with him in his case because he also likes playing golf. Okay. Uh, uh, he wants to play a golfing game. So what we're doing is we're setting him up initially to be able to do something that, that hasn't got the same sort of speed reflex element to it at this stage. And then so they can start doing that successfully. And then we, it may well be that we'll add additional switches, uh, um, an additional you know, joystick. It may well be that they, we can then progress to more challenging, you know, games in terms of speed, for example, and, and reflexes. So it, 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 it uh, and then so it's it's ongoing. Just to answer your question, uh, and and what, what we do is the way that we work. We'll have a preliminary, and we'll get gather information uh, um, first, um, uh, usually with a, a video call now by meeting up with the person online uh, on Zoom or whatever. And then we'll, um, it, it may well be that we can, during the pandemic, we're sending equipment out and then instructing someone at the other end how to okay. set it up and review it. Uh, so, whereas now we're getting back to where we can do the pre-assessment work, finding out, doing a, you know, a pre-assessment video call, then going out and doing at least one visit uh, uh, until we get the person gaming or they can come here to the office and, and have an assessment here in person. And then we can follow that up. We'll follow that up either with more visits or with video calls to, yeah. you know, to, 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 so that we just make sure that, that they just keep succeeding. We find them a starting point where they feel successful and then we'll build on that. Is it quite expensive? It sounds quite expensive. What, what, we, what, what we do, is that that's a good question. I'd say that what we, what we the, the simple question is, the, the price of, of, te of technology varies considerably. Uh, um, you know, some of the devices we use, for example, special joysticks might be you 
you know, up to seven, eight hundred pounds, for example, wow. can be a lot, a lot of money. But there's a good reason for that. They're amazing pieces of technology. Whoever's making them is probably just, you know, in, the, in a garage or something, you know, uh, and and it takes them ages to do it. And they're doing it mainly for love, actually. Um, so uh, if you, there's something that's just as, as, as producing small numbers and it's highly specialized which yeah. a lot of these devices are then that's that's you know either you know that's the price you pay or it's not there and i'd far rather you know that we that we we're, that you know it, it, but but other devices you know very you know we were saying earlier about the adaptive controller for example we were delighted that mm. um that 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 a that it's a first party product and and b that in the scheme of things, you know, compared to a lot of other assistive technology, you know, I hope nobody minds me saying that I think it's it's actually very compared with other other access technology, it's very reasonably priced. Yeah. Um, and and it, the, the, so it well, so so the, the price can vary a lot in terms of the technology that we use. Yeah. What we offer that, if you like, you know, I think, uh, uh, and, and I'm talking about my colleagues' abilities now with assessments, not my own, <laughs> uh, uh, but what we offer is expertise, uh, which is priceless. And, and we offer that um, uh, to, to help people find the right equipment. So and then we'll provide a long-term loan, and then if and when they feel, yep, this is the technology that, that is going to suit me, these are the devices, yeah, and, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm going well, Right, I'll 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 buy some kit of my own, and I, and then I can pass this back to special effects, you know, loan library, uh, and we can pass it on to someone else. But that's not compulsory, you know. Yeah. That, 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 but but a lot of people will do that, which is uh, which is the way that we roll. Yeah, I see. Okay, fascinating. So we talked a bit about the um the kind of creation of. Of, of special effect. Um, so let's jump back in, in, in time a little bit um, and we'll get back up to speed again uh, soon. Um, we talked a bit about where the idea of gaming and accessibility kind of merges uh, for you. You were already working in uh, accessibility and I think you had a background in sort of technology and things like that. Did you have a background in gaming at all was that no no well not not we're talking about but i mean I, I back in the day you know as a as a, as a young teacher having a, a, a young family uh, and and working with people with disabilities at the time um you know i was working at a school at the time for people with severe physical challenges i realized the importance of you know, gaming at the very low level on a BBC B micro, um, and I also um, um, tried the technology out with my own children. They yeah. don't have disabilities, but I learned a lot about the, what games could do to the quality of life yeah. of, of people. Games and the opportunity to be creative, and uh, so yeah, I mean, the the the, um, the the kind of games that uh, that yeah, they're like plat early plat the, the genuine platform games on a BBC, for example. And the kids loved them. I loved them, you know. So that's, uh, but I just, that, that's what gaming did for me. Yeah. Um, that that it, 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 it showed me what the value was by, by helping and enabling other people to, to be able to, to play, uh, um, you know, the educational and social value. So 
I, I'm not a gamer. Gaze controlled Peggle is about my limit, to be honest, okay. personally. But uh, but I but I as I say, I, I I do my best to keep up with that, what everyone's doing, and I uh, um, and I'm very much aware of of, of, of you know the the, the the latest games. But I, I unfortunately, in all honesty, I just don't have the whatever time I have is spent. I'm my own work is with with the more with, with, um, on another element of our work, which because the you know that what we're well known for is video games, but what we also do is we work with people who've had a traumatic injury or illness who are in hospital in intensive care, and that's my area. When I do get chance the chance to do assessments, then it's those people that okay. I work with, and that's that. And and it may be that we give them access to um, you know uh, yet yet again I'm talking to another colleague this morning, and there's a guy there. Um, had a, a, a severe uh, severe stroke. That's right, and we're giving him access to you know his most most important thing for him is to be able to communicate because he can't speak at the moment. Yeah. So we're giving him a way to speak using gaze tracking. And okay. With that gaze tracking, well, more often than not, it will be gaze tracking, which is my particular area of yeah. interest. And and and. Um, you know, he also wants to watch the World Cup, so setting up with a way to you know the access eye player using gaze tracking. Um, to be able to get, you know, to call the nurse. So there's a, a sort of a little alarm there that we'll set him up with. Those kinds of things, you know, use Audible, etc. So to be able to access those things. But when you're lying in bed, just, you know, whatever's happening to you physically, um, psychologically, you, you are staring at the ceiling. Mm. Uh, um, often with, you know, you might not see a, a visitor for the best part of the day or even longer. So, so to actually be able to, um, engage, enjoy, take control yeah. is really important. So that's my that's what I focus my my attention on. But that often leads to once they come out of hospital, that often leads to wanting to be able to play. And that's where my colleagues join me, and I'm lucky to uh, have their expertise to be able to collaborate. What, a guy that I started working who'd had a he'd had a cycling accident actually, um, uh, and uh, when I first met him, he was absolutely flat on his back in hospital with a, uh, uh, on a ventilator, just staring at the ceiling. And so the most important thing for him was to be able to communicate because he couldn't speak, he didn't mm. have a speak valve at the time. So he was just staring at the ceiling. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, um, psychologically, it doesn't do you any good. So no. we were able to help him, gaze control, da, 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 and, and then when he came out of re into rehab, what happens in intensive care, you then go into rehab, and then we follow people through rehab. Sometimes they may well be sitting up then, a little bit of head movement, might be a head mouse, might be speech, etc., etc., upper limb movement. And then um, with this particular guy, for example, we finished up by enabling him, him to be able to play the games that he wanted to, okay. which were, were, was games like that he was able to then access with head movement, a little bit of shoulder movement, a couple of switches here, etc. He was speaking, so he brought speech in, and he was able to play the games he wanted to do, like FIFA, and etc., etc. Play online with his mates, you know that, and that's really. Uh, um, but but so the, in other words, the two combine. But my bit of it is get, getting in there with people with, with who've had a traumatic. Uh, a change, you know, traumatic change to their lives. More often than not, in intensive care. So that I start the, ju the, the, the journey, which often yeah. um, uh, uh, finishes up with with helping people to play video games as well. Another guy, sorry, very very quickly, it's another fine. guy. Well, I think of it, similar guy. He'd had uh, he was a scaffolder, and he um, we we started working with. with um, sadly, he, um, he he had the scaffolding pole hit an overhead cable. Um, oh, uh, wow. Just an overhead cable. I think it was about 30,000 volts went through him. And basically, as a result of that, he lost 
well, he he lost um, his 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 lower limbs, his uh, his lower legs, and in, in his forearms. And so it, initially for him, um, he was just desperate to, uh, because it, it was treated. He was treated in a part a part of intensive care, the same part of intensive care where if you had a um, uh, uh, it, 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 where it was people who'd who'd been in a, in a fire, for example, so they, they needed to have a, a special kind of okay. uh, uh, care, special sort of restrictions on people coming in. So he couldn't see his wife, couldn't see his kids, and he was just desperate to be able to communicate with his wife. So in his case, the most important thing at the time was to be able to um, send an email to his to his wife. And yet you're talking about these moments. Well, with it's often the gaming moment, but it was that moment of when we set him up with a you, you don't you don't know how good people's writing is going to be or their ability to to write using their eyes. You haven't got a clue. Um, but the, so sometimes it works. Most of the time it works, but sometimes we might have a bunch of rooms, etc. But basically, and they can't. But the the, the basically we, we we set him up, and he started to write this email, and it just started off, "My dearest darling," and that yeah, that was oh, it. My. We went to pieces and left him to it. But then when he went to when he went to rehab, uh, which was actually locally in Oxford, um, we then supported him in re rehab, and at that time because he he used to. Uh, loved playing football with his, his teenage kids um, uh, and, all, and also he did play football for a local football team but basically what was important to him then was being able to play with his kids again he couldn't play real football yeah. so he's desperate to play FIFA so we set him up with a way to be able to play FIFA and by that time his forearm well his forearms had healed up well enough for him to control a couple of joysticks and a couple, some buttons and so he's able to play with his kids again so this, these are journeys that we help people on. yeah do you, um, as as the kind of journey continues and, and the people get more um, able to, to communicate, I suppose, do you, yeah. do, do they talk to you about how much your your work meant to them? Do they? Do you have those conversations? Or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I've got. Uh, if, if I've I've just written down one or two. Okay. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that okay? Because I always forget them. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, the, the, there's there's one guy, um, particular guy, Chris, um, who. Um, had a uh, has a progressive condition, which means that you know he's getting getting weaker, more and more difficult to to to, to, uh, to, to his mobility is more and more difficult, more and more difficult to get out of the house. Um, and and basically, he, he was saying that um, and and he sent a lovely photo of him meeting up with his particular gaming community at I think it was EGX, and there they were as a group. And basically, we'd enabled him to be able to. Uh, play again, play video games again, which meant that he was able to get into this gaming community. And this is a lovely picture of them all meeting up, him sort of centre of the photo um, at EGX or whatever it was, you know, the video games uh, uh, expo. And he was part of a group again. And he said, uh, gaming gives me the freedom that I don't get in my normal life. I'm now able to play with my friends instead of just being able to watch, which is what it's all about. That's why I set up the charity. Are you okay still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good, sorry. It's just there's some kind of drilling or something going on <laughs> around here, which is why I've <laughs> muted my mic. Sorry for people listening, but, but, go, no, but carry on. Not at all. Another quick one. This is a guy with a progressive condition. He had um, um, muscular dystrophy, John, and we helped him for a very long time. And as he, uh, as he got... You know, initially, you know, we just sort of made his his uh, gamepad a little bit lighter. You know, we sort of take the take 
take it to bits. We've got a tech guy in Billericay who does, who, who sort of makes them easier to move the, 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 the joysticks, easier to move. So initially it was that, but eventually we, we had to get specialist lightweight uh, um, joysticks and then position the switches lightweight, which is such a sort of specialized setup, which we kept changing throughout his life. And sadly he's passed away now, but he was, he was on Netflix, um, uh, uh, about a year ago, and, and he said, he said, uh, uh, he used to say how great it was to get online, and nobody knew that he, you know, he had a disability, uh, you know, he, uh, because he was anonymous. And he said, you're treated equally because they don't see the disability, they see the gamer. And as a gamer, I'm delighted to say that he got so good. Grand Theft Auto and a whole stack of other games that, you know, I, I wouldn't have to stand a chance of playing. And he's doing brilliantly, really smashing it out of the park. So, and then another one, here we go. Uh, the very simple one, Tom, another guy with a progressive condition who's passed away now. We helped him play FIFA for the first time in 15 years against his brother. He was 25 when we worked with him. He hadn't been able to play uh, uh, either real football, which he started to play with his brother when he was younger, nor play FIFA for 15 years. And basically, we set him up and we, we hit the jackpot first time with his setup. And uh, he beat his brother 5-1 and we had this email telling us that he trashed his brother 5-1 at FIFA. And he said, um, thank you for giving me my life back, which is like, whoa, you know, that's, that's huge. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Are you still there? You yeah, okay? no, apologies for distracting you. I was just trying no, to work no. out what the source of, uh, what incredible stories. Yeah, absolutely. And a simple one, I'll just finish off with this little guy, Wilson, um, and his parents put a, a message up on, on Facebook. Uh, on uh, Instagram, I am sorry, with a photo of a very, very happy kid. He's aged about six, I think, with, um, and I think it's cerebral palsy that he's got. But basically, they just said all, all the great things he was now able to do. And then they finished up uh, with just this one, one short sentence which said, this is inclusion. And I just thought, wow, you know, that's, that's why I set up the, that's why I set up the church in the first place. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, and... I'm right in thinking, I suppose, that that all of this, as a charity, you know, all of this is based on or built on donations that people make. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the way that I've always wanted it. I knew that was going to be the challenge. The challenge is right from when you know we first met at EGX donkeys years ago. It, it was always um, that let's show people what we do. Let's just do it. Show people what we do. Let those people who we help, um, if they want to share their stories, which which we've done either in person, going to various, you know, uh, game studios who've invited us to talk, uh, um, tell them about what we do, uh, put case studies up online. Eventually, sort of get onto social media and share our stories that way. And basically, the the, the idea was, if if um, if people um, want to. Uh, um, if, if, if people want to, if, if, if this idea has, uh, you know, 
has got a, ver, ver, a value. If what I'm doing is, if what we're doing has got a value, if we do it well enough, then we, we won't need to ask people for funding. We won't need to go to government or anybody else to ask for funding. Game, other gamers themselves, d developers, the studios themselves will want to support us either as individuals or the studio. The, the, the studio. That was the idea. It was. It was all, and, and that's the way I like it. That's the way I, I, I wanted it to be. Uh, um, I, I just wanted to sort of, you know, you know, if 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 this idea, you know, has got value, and if people value it, and we do it well enough, that's the thing. You've got to be. You've got to do it as well as you possibly can. You know, and tell people, tell the stories as well as you possibly can then leave it to them to support us that's their job you know because we're all you know the idea is what we'd all we'd all be a team we're the hands of special effects you know and we're lucky enough to be there when this well i think it's magic that the team happens mm. but it's a team effort we couldn't do it without this sort of amazing support that we're getting from gamers themselves and from the industry so yeah it, it, for me that's a team effort i'm smiling because to hear you say you know we hope that this thing has enough value that but it is incredible because of course it does you know and i but i suppose that's easy to say um in hindsight um i suppose you didn't feel like that when the uh, when the charity began <laughs> when you kind of throw your mind back to when the charity began versus where the charity is now and you know have things improved is it kind of a, a you know a curved graph like this in terms of you know attention in terms of funding in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. prestige or profile i suppose you know how how much has changed in that time well what what's nice now is that um is that there are uh, is is as with the adaptive controller you know the 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 uh, the industry uh, you know as well as other you know, sort of uh, people who are working in the field. It's not, it's not uh, who, who collaborate, who co collaborate on the adaptive controller. Uh, the, uh, other organisations. Um, it's it, 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 it's great that people are. Uh, you know, it's, it's great that the industry is actually approaching us now. That's that's what. Okay. That, that's the the, the 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 what's changed, if you like, uh, you know, the, the trajectory that I was talking about. Initially, it was as telling the story, telling the stories and getting uh, um, the, 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 of the work that we did and, and doing our best to raise funds, mainly locally. Um, but then, as I say, people started to, uh, to, to, to support. Was it quite hard convincing people early on? It, 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 it was, it, well, interestingly, the, the way that we convinced, that we let the stories do, do, do the talking yeah. for us and, and let people decide, this is what we do. Uh, we'll tell the stories as best as we can, as best we can, and, and see you know, if, if it does resonate with people. And, and as I say, that it, it has and it's resonated with the industry. And, and over time, um, it's been lovely to have more and more uh, um, developers. Sometimes it might be someone with an assistive device, which might it might be useful for, well, for computer access generally, as well as gaming. And, and as, for example, you know, advice and help with developing a gaze tracker, uh, um, a new games tracker, or modifying what they've already got. And it's lovely to be able to that people are coming to us now and saying, you know, because they, they feel that we're you know that we're worth talking to and and, and worth sort of uh, 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 listening to. Uh, um, and one of the things just to mention is that um, 
one of the things to mention is that we, and this is really important, really important part of what we do, and something that people find utterly baffling, uh, particularly business people. This is why it's such a sort of a, don't don't do this business model at home, kids. But basically, the other the, the other thing that pe- business people uh, 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 baffles them is that we don't charge for anything that we do. We don't, that, and that's that's been there all along. Uh, um, you know, if, if, if we have to charge for what we do or, um, you know, if we have to ask for funds instead of just offer people opportunities, you know, we, we have lots of events, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's people's choice whether they come, whether they come to us or yeah. not. You know, we don't say, you know, point you, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, we want some money. You know, it's a case of, you know, just, just letting people make, a, 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 make their minds up for themselves. But, yeah, we've, we've just been, you know, it... it, it it's 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 great to be able to, that the people are coming to us and, and asking uh, um, uh, for our advice now, and we're able to make a change make a change that way. You have to excuse me. I want to start talking. I keep keep. I forget what the question is. So if I didn't answer your question, let me know. I'm exactly the same. Don't worry. Yeah. So you mentioned um, earlier on when we were speaking. Oh, yes, right. Sorry, the not charging thing. Sorry, I'm really sorry. Go ahead. That we don't. We don't, that Sometimes we'll collaborate with. Um, you know. People, the industry, uh, um, someone in the industry, and they may be, they may have had a huge investment investment in developing something, and then when 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 we tell when I tell business people, they say, yeah, I bet you're getting ten percent out of you know whatever they make on this product or five percent or whatever, uh, you know, you must be all right. But actually, the principle is no, because the whole idea we're, we're not. And this this is important because I was determined that we wouldn't be campaigners. We wouldn't be campaigners. We'd be a catalyst. Campaigners for change would be a catalyst for change. Uh, that is taking up uh, quite enough time. Thank you very much. And being a catalyst is, is, as I see it, is doing what you do, doing it to your best ability. And if people want to team up with you, whoever they might be, Microsoft, you know, uh, or Rare, or whoever. If they want to team up with you, then that's great. It means that we're helping to, to be a catalyst for change, and and and, and so so yeah, that's that's the the the, the 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 part that's really important to me because what the reason what, one of the reasons why we don't charge or or have a percentage for anything we help develop is because one of the privileges it always has been as a profession, you know, as, in, as I've, I've been lucky enough to be a, a, a professional. Um, you know, working working in this charity and another charity. Well, the privilege is that people well f- come to you from from all over the world, and they ask. Well, it's lovely. It's a privilege. People ask me for their advice uh, about a partic- particular kind of technology, or ask my opinion. And it's lovely. It's such a luxury to be able to say to, to for them to know that whatever advice I give is completely independent. Whatever advice we give is completely yes. independent. It's, you know, if, if, some, if, if someone to say, right, which of these five gaze trackers shall I get? And, 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 and I say, oh yeah, you've got to get a so-and-so. <laughs> and they, they, if, if, they, if I'm the kind of person who's taking a cut or, or, or a consultant uh, you know, who was paid for their work, then they wouldn't come to me in the first place because I know what he's going to recommend. So, and that is, that, that is, if you like, that's the biggest privilege. Of, of the job really of of, uh, of what I do it's, it's lovely to know that people sort of trust you in that respect that is uh, crucially important so um, you mentioned that it was just you that started um, the charity how many people um, are you working with now I'm I, I, I would I would that there are getting over 30 of us oh, I, would, wow. I, I just want to make it clear that I, I didn't start 
I, and with, I didn't start the charity with just my very limited knowledge of gaming. I, what I brought to the party, it was that, you know, I knew, I, what I do know about, what I knew about what I brought to the party was my knowledge of assistive technology, okay. different devices, different methods, and, and, and about interfaces. I know about interfaces. I, I know what's happening this side of, of, the, uh, of, of the hood. Uh, I don't know what's going on off under the hood, you know, but I know I, I, I've, I've always worked on the actual interfaces but I was, I'd be, I was lucky enough uh, to start the charity with my son Bill who's an unsung hero ah, of this okay. he is uh, to be honest he's he's head of uh, our, our projects and he's the brains behind uh, well a lot of the collaboration that we do with the with the industry a lot of the advice a lot of the uh, the way in which the games have changed uh, you know, uh, uh, in terms of accessibility, uh, he's the key person who's led all that. So he, he it was really myself and, uh, you know, and, and him. Uh, I brought, you know, he got his gaming skills and a passionate gamer. Uh, so, and, and so it was, you could say in lots of ways, it's a combination of, of the two of us, you know, his knowledge and, uh, of gaming uh, and love of gaming and, and my knowledge about uh, access uh, to, to the technology from a sort of, you know, uh, the, the uh, access to computers in general perspective. So we, we t- that's where it started. There are nearly thirty of us now. The the the, the, the and we have that, that comprises. We've got a fundraising communications team. We've got an operations team. But the biggest team is service delivery, and that that service delivery team comprises, as say, technical specialists. Uh, someone with a background in psychology, my background is in education, uh, technical specialists, but also therapists, occupational therapists. Occupational therapists, what they do is they're the experts on which parts of the body to use to optimize and make uh, the access ah. to the computer and to make it as comfortable and successful as possible. And basically, they are a very, very select breed, this group of people, because they were they they were appointed on the basis not only of how excellent an OT they are and they are all excellent as occupational therapists. They were also being judged on how good they were, how passionate they were about access to gaming. So all of them came here as uh, passionate gamers. So that 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 combination is quite rare. There aren't many people with that that joint skill set. So that that's our service delivery team. But yeah, there are nearly 30, 30 of us and, and we've got another uh, at least one more occupational therapist starting in the new year courtesy of you know the people who fund us you know, and uh, and uh, so we're able to help more people as a result of that face-to-face and collaborate with more developers and and yet again in case I forget uh, Bill uh, um, and, and also um, a, 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 a colleague of his Francis they um, uh, with the support of Francis, they, they developed something called the Dev Kit. Our, our idea is to share what it's not a case of, oh, yeah, these are the guys who really know what they're doing. You've got to go there. Um, the, the, it, our idea is as those 30 people, this, this does continue from your question, by the way, I promise. But the, the idea of those 30 people, I don't want to get much bigger than that. I, uh, it, this is a hot house, basically. I want it to be a hot house. I want people to share ideas. I want people to build on those ideas. And we don't need to. We've been asked to set up special effects at different places around the world. We don't want to. We don't need to. I want us to do what we can together to push forward this area as much as we possibly can. 
but then to share what we learn, not to set up special effects around the world, but to actually share what we learn. And we've got something called Game Access Info, which the team, which are videos, training videos, the team put out and put out on a very regular basis. We just put out uh, three videos on access to. Um, uh, 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 to Android uh, games, for example, because a lot of people don't realise that actually a lot of lot of uh, uh, Android games are accessible via the the access uh, ah. by the XAC, for example. And so we're showing people, yeah, you may have an Android, you may not be able be able to play it, but actually you can, and this is the way that you can. So that we that so get those ideas out there, share those. That the, the game access info that's for. That, that uh, both the pe people who have disabilities who want to be able to play video games, you know, whether you use one arm or you, hands, or whether you want to play it, whether your child want to play a Peggy game, or whether you know you want to play um, uh, Sea of Thieves or whatever, this is the way that you can play that game. It's tra they're training videos, so there's that that people can visit if they want to, but also uh, for developers. So that's for people supporting people with disabilities and people with disabilities. The, 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 but we also uh, have something called released recently called the Dev Kit, and that's for developers, and that is an introduction to access uh, for to, to to gaming for people with physical challenges. Okay. You want to make your game accessible for people with physical challenges, severe physical challenges. This, you know, that has been 15 years in the making. Right. That's all the expertise. That's everything. When that was that learned. released? When? When? Uh, it, that was that was earlier this year. Okay. It's called it's called the Dev Kit, and we, um, it, it, believe it or not, it, uh, developers are already using it, which is lovely. We had some lovely feedback from a guy at I think it was at EA, um, a UX guy at EA about it. We didn't know they were using it, but he said, "Yeah, it's, you know." Staff, you know, uh, are using it, which is lovely. How do people uh, get hold of this? Is this? Um, it's just, but th this is a key thing. It's freely available online. Nobody, you know, needs to sign up or give their email address or anything else. It's free. It's freely available, and actually, um, it's it's it's. Sorry, I won't bore you with it, but it's basically in, in specific categories that deal with various sort of access points. For example, you'll have one little bit that you know that says you know. Uh, an alternative to having to tap to make someone run quickly or lift something, you know, it, it is, is something called toggling. This is what toggling is, and this is the way that Sea of Thieves do it. You know, so it's, it's, the, it's a video illustration of these key access points. And even if you, and the idea is you can search on something, say, well, you know, how do they toggle? Let's have a, you know, I've got toggle, what are the alternatives? Let's look it up. So you can get straight there if you want to search for it. Or you can actually, even if you looked through, you sat through the whole of, of our collective knowledge, you know, our collective advice uh, for developers, then um, it's 90 minutes. The whole thing boiled down to 90 wow. minutes. Wow. So, and it's lovely. I, consultants can use it if they want to, and they already are. Uh, developers can access it, but it's access free of charge, as is everything. You know, we've got um, iGaze Games, that's something else that we put up free of charge for people to just play and enjoy, and for developers to look at and see, and see, oh, so that's how, you know, it actually isn't rocket science. You, you know, if you want to make an accessible interface, this is the way that you can do it. You know, so, so um, and as well as being iGaze accessible, this accessible switches, joystick, head movement, etc. So they are a little training package in their own right. So, we're, so freely available, like, uh, uh, resources for people around the planet and we're localizing as well you know that uh, I think we've had six more languages added to iGaze games and the dev kit recently so yeah the, the, the whole idea is to share it you know but I I, I say I don't want to I don't want to take over the planet planting space effects all over the place no but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I just just want 
you know, to focus on what, what, what we're doing and to collaborate with developers whose aims resonate with our own. And basically, the dev kit for a lot of developers is a starting point if they want to advise on how to make their, their technology more accessible for, 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 for their particular game, then, of course, non-disclosure will happily, um, you know, give our opinion and share. Yeah, our and, and this feels like a... Um... This has been happening in the last few years, um, I think, with, with key games, well, with key things like the Xbox yeah. Adaptive Controller, but then key games yeah. like The Last of Us Part 2, I think, was a real watershed moment where people were like, yeah. inclusivity, accessibility yeah. built into the game yeah. from, yeah. you know, day one. Ha has it felt to you like the tide has turned a little bit? Yeah, uh, that, absolutely. And, and I'd like to think that we've just been a bit, a bit of a catalyst to, to, to that gradual change. You know, we're just one of a lot of people who are helping to... to, to, to. I've, I've always wanted, um, I've, I've wanted it to be like a movement, basically, and that's how it feels. I want to be part of a movement. Uh, and as I say, people are already working on it. We, we, you know, we, we came in, and there are already other charities and organisations working in gaming who, you know, who are already doing it. So it's, it, it, we're just one of... Um, you know, those organisations who are, who, are, who are a movement towards greater accessibility. And I think one of the reasons, one of the reasons is that, that um, well, there's loads of reasons, but one, one is having, you know, the fir first party accessible devices is, is really Logitech. You know, we were one of the organisations that Logitech got in touch with to develop a, a, um, some access devices, switches, to that plug into the adaptive controller. It's called the um, Logitech Adaptive Switch Kit, and we were one of the organisations who who gave them some advice on how to make you know the, 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 those switches as, as effective as possible. So so we, we so as those things are adding up, as awareness is, is increasing, as you know people are kindly sharing you know what ourselves and other um, uh, charities and organisations are doing, then that that's helping to spread the word and just make it more. Ordinary, if you like. I mean, what 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 has happened with the advice that we've given developers? The, the big change, if you like, that's happening now, I think, is that is I think you're quite right that that for years people have, developers have had a game that's been around for a long time, and you know they've been updating it every year or whatever. And what's happened is that that they haven't really thought that much about accessibility for people, making it accessible for people with physical challenges. They came to us, and then we've given them advice, and they said, "Well, we won't be able to fit that in this year, but you know, we can do this, this, this. You can't do the lot, but then we'll have a go at the next thing next year, um, and, and gradually uh, with each year make it more accessible." Well, what's what's lovely now is that with new games that are coming out, uh, they are people are starting off with wanting to make the games more accessible. People, you know, people with physical, visual, hearing. Uh, um, the uh, difficulties as well and that's that's lovely our area and want to make it quite clear we specialize in access to people with to technology people with physical challenges that that takes up quite enough of our time and there are other people who are you know specialists in access to to, to vision impairment you know uh, hearing difficulties etc not that we don't know something about that area but we want to sort of specialize as much as we possibly can in this area uh, uh, yeah, and we're learning all the time, learning all the time. But it is, it's really encouraging that, that, that games are, are now, um, you know, a game is coming out and people are going, whoa, you know, uh, that, that is, you know, straight out of the box, that, that, that is a, 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 a game that's, that's, that's 
as accessible, you know, as they can possibly make it at this stage. So yeah, yeah and it's incredible that you, you, you know, you, as you said, you've been a catalyst, or you, you've been a part, a big part, I think, um, of that movement. But of course, things aren't perfect yet. You know, n- nothing is going to be perfect yet. But so, what's you know, I think lots of people watching this will go, well, well, that's fine then. You know, accessibility <laughs> is solved. You know, in games. But what's what's left to do? What's the next big battle, as it were, or the next big mission? Because. I- yeah. No, I, I think that. Well, I, I, I could tell you lots, and I won't bore you. But I, I but I, I, you know, the, the, there's a lot to do. Okay, there's an awareness. What I'm pleased about is the greater awareness uh, of of the of, of making a game accessible to as many people as possible. I mean, it, it makes, if nothing else, it makes commercial sense. Do you want to sell yeah. more games, or don't you? And and of course, it's always been yeah. So so. so that 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 it's lovely that that's happened, and, and also for people to know that it's not rocket science. It's not a case of oh, you want, you you've got to make your games more accessible, and then people say, well, that's great, but how do I do it? Yeah. Uh, um, and and the, as I say, we're we're doing our bit to make to raise awareness and show people actually it isn't rocket science. It, 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 this is the way that other developers are doing it now. This is the way that you know. You say you might be able to do something to with your game, to, to something similar with your game. But what what what? So there's a lot to do. I feel in in this, you know we've reached a certain point with making games more accessible to people with a variety of disabilities. But actually, there's still a lot more learning to do. Games could be a lot more accessible. And I'll just pick out one, uh, uh, you know, one way, for example, and that's from just looking at yet again from a personal perspective. PCs have been gaze accessible. <laughs> Uh, uh, since nineteen eight, well, since the eighties, if not before. Wow. You know, the, uh, so, so, uh, and whereas consoles still aren't games accessible, you know, and, and you're talking about, in my opinion, well, no, it, not in my opinion. I did a, I did a, a European project which is on gaze tracking. I was involved in a, a, a user requirements. And basically, I, I worked out by adding the, up the various disability, you know, disabilities, the, the various types of people who would benefit, who would either needed gaze tracking only, for example, high spinal injury, um, motor neuron disease, etc. Added those to people who who would find gaze tracking um, a part of a combination. So maybe they use gaze in combination with a switch or um, or, or a joystick, but gaze tracking would be part of. That make make their gaming either accessible or easier than, than the method they're using. I worked out this is really rough, uh, uh, really roughly, but I worked out that are pretty, you're talking you are talking literally millions. I worked out there's something like forty million people who who if wow. they had access to gaze tracking. Gaze tracking would make uh, uh, access to technology either easier or it's the only way they can access technology. What I'm saying is that's with just one access method. So, so you know, for example, so in other words, the job is far from done. Even wow. with just that one, in relation to that one device, you, and also, you know, they sh- I, I want to have far more. You know, at the moment, you know, that that you've got one one size fits. Uh, well, one sort of force strips up. Uh, one force fits all with it with a gamepad, for example. Whereas, you know, one of the things that'd be lovely to see is to have different pressures of gamepad. You know, so uh, um, or an adjustable pressure gamepad. So as people, if they've got a progressive condition where they're getting weaker, they can 
that it'll, they'll still be able to play because, because a lot of disabilities where people have a progressive condition, much like neurodisease, uh, muscle dystrophy, for example, for a period of time at least, they can still play for a long time with, with, but with the same movement. You know, they just need lighter buttons and uh, light, lighter joysticks. So it'd be lovely to, uh, as opposed to us having to, you know, get the hammer and chisel out and the soldering iron, and and because because it's not easy, you know, uh, um, it's, it's not easy to make those kinds of mods. But we are still making mods, and it'd be lovely. But things are going in the right direction, in the right trajectory. But there's plenty more to do. That's what I'm saying. How how difficult is is it to make something like gaze tracking um, on console? I, uh, as I say, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know very much about technology, it, it, what's happening under the bonnet, but, but as far as, um, you know, the, 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 my guess is that it's, it's more, it's, it's, I don't think it would present a, a, much of a te- technical challenge. I think it's the, the big challenge is actually making the, the games themselves uh, um, gaze access. I see. You know? Okay. Um, uh, uh, because if you think about it, you've got all the you know a lot of games involve a lot of buttons and two uh, joysticks, um, and actually converting that to a way of playing that game just using eye gaze, you will need to of uh, you'll need to um, modify your, your your accessibility feed the features in your in your game quite considerably, and probably the appearance of the game as well modified. So there is a lot to do, but just for example, racing games, driving games, uh, you know, that where you sort of you know driving around a track. Actually, you know, in terms of an interface, you're already there. You know, you can suddenly rise around. You're looking where you want to go. Well, you don't even have to think about it. It just gets into the tracks of your eyes, and you're driving. You know, so which is why two of the games that we've got on our website show how that can be done. You know, that they show that you can actually play a driving game. And, uh, by by just using your eyes, so then that that's to help sort of you know people to look at and think oh yeah maybe we could we could introduce that feature. So as I say, I'll let other people decide on how good an investment it, you know it, it is. But I, I don't see it being a technical problem. But I do see people thinking oh well actually you know as well as actually you know developing the device itself, there's also um, the, the the issue of, of making sure that the software you know, is modified to actually take gaze tracking. But, it'd be, but I'm just saying that's an example of there's lots to do yet. There's lots to do yet. So let's say in, in a hopeful sense that, you know, people are listening to this podcast or reading uh, what I've written and are like, oh, I, you know, I didn't realise, but this sounds great, you know, but um, <laughs> but I, I want a bit more information. You know, I want to know a bit more. Um, I'm, I'm sure the answer to this is obvious, but what should they do? Well, if they want to know more, if it's somebody who's got, you know, who's, who's watching this, who's got a you know, physical challenge themselves and they want to play, you know, games on whatever PC, uh, console, you know, whichever console, etc. But, but finding it difficult, there's a particular game of games they want to play, they've got a severe physical challenge, then uh, just send, drop, you know, get on the website and just let us know. Let us know what game you'd like to play. Tell us a little bit about yourself. And we will happily do what we can if we feel that we, we can potentially help. So that's the first thing. And the, the second thing is, you know, if you're a developer, great, take a look at the dev kit, take a look at and take a look at the game access info, if you like, take a look at the videos to show the difference that you could make, you know, um, that, that it's, it's got a lot of videos online showing the difference that it makes. If you, uh, um, and, and if you're someone supporting people with disabilities, then do the same thing. Go to game access info, have a look at the, the videos of just 
two minute videos of people who have helped showing how to give you an idea of what can be done and 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 get in touch you know if if you if 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 you if it's a if, if it's a motor if it's, if it's a motor difficulty that's causing caught, caught, stopping you from being able to play a game you want to play we'll do our best we can't guarantee you're going to be 100 successful but we but we'll do our best and, and and hopefully get you playing a game that you will enjoy even if it's not necessarily you know grand theft auto uh, uh, we'll, we'll do we'll we'll, we'll we'll do our best yeah. i think we've come to the end of um our conversation um mick it's been a real pleasure to talk to you and and hear about it's incredible work, frankly, um, that you do, um, and and you know, to see special effects be you know a massive part of of pushing accessibility and inclusion in games forward, and and helping more people play. So so thank you for the work you're doing, um, and thank you for for joining me today. Yeah, th thank you. Thanks for inviting me. I really I really do appreciate it. Eurogamer have been very good to us, you know, and, and you know we. We had in a lot of ways. If we hadn't have had those stands in the early days to to share our story, that was the only opportunity we had in those days. Yeah. You know, hadn't even got around to videos. I don't think so. That was the way we told our story. And and I remember that it was actually Eurogamer that it happened. You know, I said it was just a wild guess. You know, that hopefully this will resonate with somebody out there. I remember it was a Eurogamer. A guy came up to the stand. We showed him how to play. I forget what it was. It may have been a chin joystick or whatever, but we showed him the way in which he would be able to, 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 if someone with a disability would be able to play that game. And he said, he said, do you know, I, I, I'm ashamed to say I've never, ever helped a charity before in my life, but this is my charity. Wow. And, and, and so it's that, that, that it's, that's an example of how much of a help having an opportunity to tell our story and share our story has been because that guy has been joined by a lot of other people along with many people in the games industry to help carry us forward too. So big thanks to, to Eurogamer to, to helping us get off to a flying start. Oh, lovely. Um, that was one to one. To everyone listening, um, I'm Bertie. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another podcast. But uh, for now, thanks to Mick again. And uh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye for now. Thank you.